0: Oda, 30 feet away, jumper in the air. He's got it! Lamar has won it for Rhode Island! In traffic, off-balance shot. back down. down! Jared Terrell and Rhode Island has done it in the final five seconds on a circus shot from Jared Terrell. A career-high night for him and a victory for Rhode Island. up, Dutton. run up. Look out.
1: look out! for Serrano Langevin! Oh, steal by Fats Russell off of Young. Three, oh! <laughs> oh! Don't do it to him like that, Fats! Dribbles into the forecourt. Iverson going up. He dunks it home! as the buzzer sounds. And Rhodey, the 8-10 champs! All right, Rhodey fans. Welcome to another episode of the Rhodey Baseline. It's a special one in the start of a special week. But the reason why this one's so special, Gary, The first episode of Roadie Baseline that we are recording together in the same room at the same time. Isn't that, it's just awesome that we finally get to get one together.
0: Yeah, I mean it's crazy. We've done how many episodes apart? You know, obviously with COVID and everything, but now we are finally in the same room together recording this great episode of Roadie Baseline. A lot to get to in tonight's episode, right?
1: Yeah, we're going we're gonna to briefly discuss the women and how they've gotten off to a 3-0 start. Briefly uh, go over the two men's games from this past week. Preview the Boston College games. And then we're, Gary and I are going to give you a little uh, scene of what's to come over the next few days. And then the next week as it's going to be a special week here in Rhode Island and in Kingston with everything going on. As well as Daytona, the Sunshine Slam. The women's next couple games and on and on about how exciting these next couple months are going to be.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot to get to. Before we get to that, don't forget to follow our socials: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rhodey Baseline. Do make sure to subscribe to us, give us a five star like on those platforms, uh, and also make sure to follow us on all those platforms. That's where you can get all your Rhodey Baseline news. We do go through and retweet all of the teams for URI and also keep you updated with things happening around the university and around the A-10 as well. But before we get into the men's team, let's jump into the roadie women's basketball team uh, who has dominated the last I couple think days.
1: I dominated is an understatement, Gary. They opened the season up with an 83-37 to 37 win against Dartmouth, which they followed it up with a record-breaking performance against merrimack after the boston college game by scoring 106 points it was the first time that i can remember that they scored over 100 it was a program record 106 points gary and i were at that game that was an impressive game and then they played coppin state to a 74 45 victory they're just there's there's no signs of weak weak spots on this team it's absolutely insane how well this team is playing. Even when they're starting off slow like they did against Coppin State, they turn it around. They had one, two, three, about three or four players averaging double digits all the weeks. And let's be real with each other, Gary. They're missing players that are still on the bench hurt. Like Anna Dramamine hasn't played these three games. She's the transfer from Texas A&M. Tammy Reese has just got a wealth of weapons at her disposal. And she's using them all, and everybody's playing. It's great to see, and let's hope they can keep it going Wednesday night when they play Providence at Providence to start the rivalry week and then next Saturday against Princeton. Yeah, two big games coming up for your Rhodey women's team. And like Andrew said, it's crazy to think
0: – that they're still missing players and they're they're still scoring these baskets like that. The team has done so well. A great performance against Merrimack. They did have some trouble against Coppin State in the first and second quarters, but luckily were able to come back and get their shooting on point and pull out three and zero right now for this women's basketball team.
1: Put it put this in perspective. If you were to add up all the points that the URI women's have given up. In against Dartmouth and Merrimack, they would have still destroyed Merrimack by more than 20 points on Sunday. That's how many points that they scored on Friday night against Merrimack. If you, it's insane how many points that they scored and the wealth and the three point shooting is jumping out at me as the most. They shot six of 19 against Dartmouth, they shot 14 of 24 from the three point land against Merrimack. And then today against Coppin State, they shot a whopping 50% from the three-point line. It's amazing shooting numbers. They're shooting over 50% as well. The only thing I believe that this team can work on is their free-throw shooting. But that's a Rhode Island thing.
0: Yeah, that doesn't differ from the men's and the women's teams there. But lots of good
1: happening for uh, Tammy Reese and the women's basketball team. I do have one more thing to add. The women's officials are a hell of a lot better than the men's officials, but we're going to get into that.
0: (laughs) See, Andrew's already previewing his hot take already so far. But yes, this women's team has been doing very well. They do have two big games coming up. So tomorrow they are at Providence at Alumni Hall, that game at 7 o'clock, and then back home on Saturday versus Princeton, that game at the Ryan Center at 1 o'clock. So two big games coming up with also them playing Harvard at home on Tuesday at six o'clock. So two games against the Ivy and then a, a in-state rival in Providence. It's going to be a tough week for this team and then heading off to
1: Virginia for the Cavalier Classic. So it doesn't get easier from here. It Andrew. doesn't get easier from here and that's just the way Tammy Reese has it. And it's an exciting time. And if you got no plans next Saturday, get your butts down to Kingston and give this team everything that they deserve. Yep,
0: a great showing from the women's team. We're very, very proud of them. Make sure to get out to the Ryan Center to see this team either Saturday or Tuesday. This team is going to do wonders this season. And now it's time to get into our men's basketball uh, team. Two big games this week that they have played. Uh, We'll start out with... Tuesday's game versus Boston University. And Andrew, this one worked out really, really well for you.
1: Yes, yes it did. I was a little worried there at the beginning of it that my sister was going to have bragging rights. But Rhode Island was able to pull it off. And before we get too much into it, we need to give the students a great shout-out. They came out in droves that night. It was great to see the Ryan Center all packed and ready to go. But yeah, it was a great start. The defense played well. And like I told, told you all in the last episode that it was it was going to be a dogfight and it was right up until the end the score does not indicate how well that this game was played at and we also need to give coach David Cox a congratulations on Picking up his 50th career victory as Rhode Island's head coach.
0: Now, obviously, we do want to bring up that URI did never trail in the contest. It led by as many as 12 points in the second half. BU did trim the lead, but unfortunately, after uh, Isha Alameen hit a step back dagger three, it was all
1: over. And he broke the defender's ankles. And it was, when he broke the ankles, the crowd gasped. And then it was just, all hell broke loose after that one gary
0: yeah and then and then a a block on defense and and it
1: was uh starting the buses over for boston oh University. yeah and it was great i got, i remember looking over at my sister's face after the three in the block and she just shrugged her shoulders and i was celebrating in the aisle it was great great to see as well as gary and i were the season ticket holders of the game that night i know shout out to uh rowing tickets department
0: especially tyler foley and uh Jack O'Mara for uh, taking care of that but yeah me and Andrew season ticket holders of the game uh, for URI so shout out to them We yeah. are gonna give them the shout outs on the
1: episode and uh, uh but back to the game inside the box score the Steph Curry wannabe with the blonde hair Javante McCoy played 36 minutes 6 of 15 from the field 3 of 8 from the from 3 point land for 19 points and Walter White pouring in another 11 those are the big guys from BU um BU looks like a solid school, and they'll probably give a run for it in the Patriot League this year. All the power to them, and we got to root for them because, as they say, you root for who you play in the non-conference to do well, so that way it helps you.
0: Exactly. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. The, the the Steph Curry wannabe player on this BU team is going to be a, a pest for a lot of teams kind of falls down a lot. Reminds me a lot of Cristiano Ronaldo in the soccer world for all uh, my soccer fans. And I'm Portuguese, so I'm allowed to say that. Don't worry. But just, you know, obviously they're going to do well, but Rhode Island took care of business on Tuesday night.
1: But to further it, Gary, the team played well. They had 13 steals. They had four guys in double figures. They had some timely blocks from all around. They had 10 blocks in the game. When was the last time we had 10 blocks in a game? It was great to see. The turnover bug was still an issue on in my opinion but they shot 48% from the field that's it's pretty good and not for nothing their free throw numbers are improved they shot 75% from the free throw line in this game and that was very well to see and I just I think this team has got something special they got a nice mix of veterans with a solid mix of young guys and everybody had their moment in this game it was just great to see and get that first win under their belt, leading into a very, very tough Bryant game that turned a lot more hostile than I anticipated it turning on Friday night in Kingston. Between the fans going at it with each other, there was a lot of Bryant students. Shout out to them for coming down to the Kingston. That's not an easy drive. I did it. I do it. And the roadie students were showing out and showing up, as well as... The Bryant coaches—they were getting into it with the URI players. I'll never—I won't forget that. Seeing Malik Martin and Jared Grosso going right at it, and then Cox and Grosso going at it—it was—it was hostile. It had a March feel to it, and that first half was a really good game. And then URI stepped up their game and put it out of reach, and it was great to see.
0: Yeah, we want to point out your Ride does win against Bryant eighty three to sixty four. Another one where the score does tell a slight story. Uh game was very close until about eleven minutes left in the second half when all hell broke loose and URI just turned on the gas and and sped all the way through Smithfield back to Kingston. Yeah. The
1: the one thing I gotta say though is that Bryant didn't have Peter Kiss playing in this game. So there that, that that's a little bit there, but I just it was the first half wasn't was what what I expected to be a very close game the entire way, and then once Malik Martin went for that tech got the technical foul the the flagrant one that's when the game changed or I took over and they weren't letting Bryant bully them anymore the senior leadership took over on this team and r- showed everybody where the state runs through and that's Kingston Rhode Island and to quote the Rhodey men's basketball twitters. We sent those puppies back to Smithfield.
0: It's true, Andrew. And I just want to bring up uh, an important point that I talked about during the game and still want to talk about it now, right? This team for Bryant was doing real well, shooting very well from the field. They ran out of gas. And I had a feeling that that was going to happen. They were banking on Charles uh, Pride making all their shots, right? So they go through And Pride. he did in the he first did. half. And, and until 11 minutes left in, in the game, then they missed 15 consecutive Field goal attempts.
1: Right. As, yeah. And then like Grosso said, not only they ran out of gas, they had a couple players under the weather. Peter Kiss wasn't playing due to team issues. And that's not an excuse though, in my opinion. If you want to beat the best teams, you want to make it to March, you have to be able to win at the beginning of the season. When it comes down to March, obviously Bryant's in a one big lead. Bryant's gonna be at the top of the NEC. They looked they're gonna be the part. This game can only help. Losing this game would hurt URI. Winning this game helps them. The better team won, in my opinion, on that night. And I think the big thing you got to take out from this is, once again, URI spread the ball around. They had four guys in double figures, six guys with nine points. Makai Mitchell. Listen to this stat line, Gary. 13 points, 18 rebounds. That's 1-8. Rebounds, guys. 18 rebounds. And he did that in 18 minutes. That's absolutely incredible on his side. And they said it after the game. Mackay said, Mikhail did it on Tuesday night. I had to do it tonight. And he did it. He took it over. And everybody did what they needed to do. The free throws continued to get better 20 of 29 from the free throw line for it's pretty good. Could do a little bit better. They shot 50% from the field, so their numbers are good. You're shooting 38% from the three point line. It's pretty darn gone good to me. Sebastian Thomas had some very timely defense and some very timely shots, in my opinion, Gary.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, believe me, this team, I love the way that they took aim of the second half and, and went in there and said, okay, no, this is our core. We're going to take this game. We're going to make a difference. And the defense stepped up. And then, as we all know, in the Hurley-David Cox era, they basically focus on the defense. The offense will come eventually, right?
1: And and let's be they. this team feeds off the crowd. There's already a different vibe to this year. The veteran leadership is there for the young guys. When there's big plays, they're there with the crowd. They're getting the crowd going. I remember numerous times seeing Ish Al-Amin getting the crowd going, Ish Leggett getting the crowd going. Like, the Twins getting the crowd going. This this team deserves the crowd, and it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger as they win and do special things. And that just continues the rest of the season. And I know there was choice words said after the game by coaches that and during the game, but I think both teams respect each other know that they're both good teams and that this very well could be the birth of a new rivalry, but... To Bryant, you have to grow up before you can start talking. They talked the talk, but they couldn't walk the walk. And once they got jabbed in the face, they started turning around. And they maybe they're just not ready for that next step. And I know the Bryant fans weren't happy about it. And the refereeing didn't help in that game either, Gary.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a, a tough one all the way around. And, I mean, obviously, some of those words that were said were just in the heat of the moment. So... But URI does get the win, making a 2-0 record for URI with the 83-64 win. But with those two games now, we have a big game coming up, an important game against a team from Boston that's not Boston University.
1: Yeah, it's those bums from Chestnut Hill, the Boston College Eagles. They are coming to Kingston with one thing on their mind, and that's to ruin our trip to Daytona. BC, eh, they're a bottom team in the ACC, but still, they're an ACC school that's coming to Kingston. They have a new coaching staff this year, led by Earl Grant from the College of Charleston last year. So he's a good coach. We know all about the College of Charleston. And kudos to his staff for keeping the contract that the previous staff had with us and having our home-and-home that got delayed after COVID last year. So Earl Grant will be taking his Boston College Eagles into Kingston on Wednesday night, early tip time, 6 o'clock. But Boston College is coming in with a 3-0 record with wins over Fairfield, Holy Cross, and Dartmouth. So their season picks up steam on Wednesday night when old friend Makkay, Ashton Langford and the Boston College Eagles come to town for what should be, in my opinion, a very good bar setter for this team on Wednesday night.
0: You got to remember, Andrew, so we played Boston College last year in Bubbleville where we lost by five points.
1: Right after night of taking Arizona State to the wire, um, that was with Fats Russell. Jalen Carey was in the starting lineup. That tells you how long ago that was. But we played BC tough. I believe we had the lead for a lot of that game. Last year, if I don't if I remember correctly, Fatch tried to will the team will the team to victory, but it just couldn't be done. And I'll be honest, I don't really count last year as a season, in my opinion. i it wasn't anything crazy, so I know there's Shepard, Leggett, Makai Mitchell, Antoine Walker. They all want revenge, and quite frankly, I think there's a very good shot that this URI team could come out of Tuesday or Wednesday night with a Three and zero record heading into Daytona.
0: Yeah, I mean this team, this Boston College team is you know super familiar. Obviously McKayash and Langford as well. You know they have won pretty much by uh, big margins in the first two games, but Fairfield was a close one. But I'm not sure, Andrew. I mean this team is in the ACC, but I- I'm not as worried as I was last year, and, and I don't think we should have lost last year. I think I
1: don't think just- they should have lost last year either. But Boston College, they go eight deep um, with Makai Ashton Langford being the so-called team leader, which is crazy to think about when with all the troubles that he had in Providence. But I guess he just needed a change of scenery. But this team, they shoot the ball well. They shot 50% against Fairfield, 66% from three, and their free throw numbers don't look all that spectacular. They only shot 60%. Not very often you find a team that shoots worse than you from the free throw line.
0: Especially worse than URI in that sense, right? Right. So, I mean, this team, I, I'm not too, again, Andrew, I'm not too worried about this team. I think it's going to be a great game in Kingston. Six o'clock start happening at the Ryan Center. Really early, uh, but totally makes sense With the team's probably going to be traveling soon.
1: But I do think, like you said, though, Gary, what you just brought up, I think this could be very well, could be a trap game. It's an early game on a Wednesday. You don't know what type of crowd you're going to get. Hopefully the students will show up, but... The team's going to be looking forward to their trip to Daytona, and I wouldn't overlook this BC team, especially with the chance that you could play them once again on Sunday.
0: Yep, and that's the the scary part here, right? So obviously you want to make sure you can get these wins. A good non-conference benefits us in March. So, And if you have to play this team twice, you don't want to have to worry about already losing to them once because that will make things a whole lot more difficult. But yes... That game happening 6 o'clock at the Ryan Center. That game is also available on national television on CBS Sports Network if you're looking for it. Uh, And obviously, you can also get to the Ryan Center chat with our buddy Tyler Foley to look for some tickets for Wednesday night's game. And and with that, it's super exciting. But we get to tell you guys about what we have coming up this week,
1: which we're super, super excited about. Right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely, Gary. We have... Gary and I, Thursday morning, bright and early, are going to be flying down to Daytona uh, for the Sunshine Slam. So, Gary and I will be doing a lot of cool stuff. Maybe go live if we see some people down there. I know we got a couple of fun things planned. We're going to go to Top Golf on Thursday. We're going to go take a tour of the Daytona International Speedway. Obviously, go to the games. We are going to watch the URI football team. Play Elon on Saturday at two because if they win, they're right there in playoff hunt. We are also going to be releasing a special Sunshine Slam episode once we land down in Daytona. That we are going to record with our good buddy Dave from Roadie Rampage.
0: Yeah, that uh, that episode is going to be able to be released either late Thursday or early Friday for you guys right before the Sunshine Slam. And you do got to make sure to keep up with our social medias at Roadie Baseline to find out what we're doing in daytona we're going to be hopefully chatting with a couple people we're not sure about what we're going to be able to get but we will be going live from the games and obviously uh before the games as well uh with a little pre-game as well so oh yeah super, absolutely, super exciting and don't forget about uri football that game happening before the uri game uh, with a 2 o'clock start so, at Ilan. And
1: if one? you're lucky, you might be able to see Gary Swing Golf Club on Twitter if we post anything from Top Golf, <laughs> It's true. It, so It's not a pretty sight, trust me, everyone.
0: <laughs> so, yes, we are having a special episode with Dave from Rody Rampage. That episode releasing Friday, uh, which will preview our Sunshine Slam games. And as we told you, those games coming up are obviously against Tulsa and either Boston yep. College
1: or... Or Utah. Utah, and we'll also go over a little preview of what Dave thinks have what the team looks like so far. But it should be an exciting week. I know Gary and I are very excited about this upcoming weekend, going on a vacation of some sorts. Yeah, it's been
0: a while, huh? With COVID, it's uh, this is the first time we get to actually go somewhere that's not just like a state or two over. Oh, yeah, it's like actually flying somewhere. It's,
1: yeah, yeah. So if you see Gary and I at TF Green on Thursday morning at six a.m. We'll see you there. Um, and yeah, if you're going down to Daytona, let us know. And we'll be sure to hook up with you guys and all that stuff, and we're looking to have some fun time. But uh that about wraps up our episode. But Oh wait. No, you're forgetting, Andrew. What am I forgetting? It is now time for your hot take. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our hot okay, so my hot take for this week, the URI women's basketball team is going. To go to at least the Sweet 16. And the men's football team is going to beat Elon on Saturday. And they are going to make the playoffs for the first time in a very long time. And it's going to be a special couple weeks here in Kingston, Rhode Island. College basketball is in full swing. And I'm so excited about everything that's going on at URI. And mark my words, March, URI Women's Basketball will be busting brackets as well as the football team will be busting brackets.
0: Wow. That's a strong prediction from there for me, Andrew. But, uh,
1: I was that impressed and... with the URI women's team, and I don't think I'm the only one in Kingston that feels that way. This URI women's team is being slept on a lot. I can't – the way that they've played these last three games, I can't picture 25 teams better than them. Yep. I think they're going to be ranked by some point.
0: well I like your predictions, Andrew. But as we said, don't forget tomorrow the men's basketball team with a game versus Boston College at the Ryan Center, 6 o'clock on CBS Sports Network with the women's team heading to Providence for a game against the Friars. That game, unfortunately, not on TV, uh, possibly on TV through Fox uh, with the Big East. But with that, that is the end of Episode 2 of Rhodey Baseline. Do make sure to follow us at Rhodey Baseline on all socials and subscribe to the podcast as well. And as always, Go Rhodey!